to Breaking the Cycle of Poverty featuring Jay Height, Executive Director of Shepherd Community Center in Indianapolis. For the past 37 years, Shepherd has served its neighbors on the Near East side of Indianapolis by providing a range of services and support designed to end generational poverty. My name is Tim Swearens and I'm your host for these conversations that explore why poverty remains such a persistent problem in the United States. Today's episode explores what it means to do ministry with rather than ministry to our neighbors. Jay, what do you mean by ministry with? Well, uh, I think it's all about relationships. And today, I, uh, as, as we're recording this, I'm, I am contemplative and sad, but also hopeful, uh, hope-filled, uh, as as I mourn the death of one of my friends. Yes. You know, we talk here at Shepherd that we don't have clients, we have neighbors. And so there's a difference, and I think it really is based on that idea of relationship. And um, on New Year's Day, uh, on Sunday morning, Mike uh, passed away, and Mike had been fighting liver cancer for many years, but through a bag of groceries delivered by my wife and I to Mike and his the, his wife, Diana, um, we developed a great relationship, and I was able to introduce them to Jesus and baptize him. And um, on Easter last year, Diana passed away. Uh, the one thing to know about Mike was that Mike had tattoos all over him. And over his right eye, one that said, feel my pain. And, and I would tell him, Mike, I can't always do that, but Jesus does. And the night that Diana passed away of, of lung cancer, he called me and he said, hey, Jesus feels my pain. And, and, and so uh, if we go back a year and a half, I was hospitalized. I caught RSC and had to be put in the hospital. Mike's the one who called me and said, I'll go mow your grass. Uh, it wasn't that we just felt sorry for Mike. We lived life with Mike. And, and I think in terms of what that is at Shepherd, that we, we have relationships. And, you know, in those relationships, we had another one of our staff members, Gabe, had a person he would follow up with and, and, and live in relationship with, passed away. And, and so we said, we're going to do a funeral. There was no family, and no one but shepherd folks showed up. But, you know, that's what we do, right? Yes. I, I think that too many times we want to go for numbers. We want to be efficient. And I think that ministry that's done with is messy. I think it's, it's uh, because we asked them to—I I remember the time Mike said, hey, next door neighbor, he lives— uh, he lived in a half of a double, and he said, could you bring and take food over there? And I said, no, but I'll bring it to you. And so we began to empower Mike. Uh, not that far, but it was saying, Mike, you have something to, to, to give yeah, here. Yes. I think of our Christmas store where we charged $5 for every kid who came through the store. The parents would pay us, and then they would get almost $200 worth of it. We raised $2,000 in that money this year, this past year, this past Christmas, was sent to Fort Myers to help families who are struggling because of the hurricane. Yes. And we're able to say to our families... We can help you have Christmas, and you're going to help someone else, that they feel a part of doing something. We've helped on the Navajo Reservation. We've helped different other groups. 
by saying to our folks, you have something to give. That's, we charge very little to be in our summer program, but we know that when we charge and it equals out to about $12 for the whole summer uh, per student, that when a family pays that, we have 90% attendance. When it was free, it was about 50%. I was talking to somebody and they say, if you don't pay, you, you don't have value. Yes. Well, I also view it as this way, is that we want to say you have something to give. We believe that you were beautifully and wonderfully created, and God created you with a purpose, for I know the plans I have for you, uh, and, and the prophet Jeremiah. And, and so doing ministry with is saying to our neighbors, come join with me, or I'll join with you. Because a lot of our neighbors, I think of our neighbor Donna, she lived right next door to Mike. She's who introduced us to Mike. And when we take food to Donna, she's fixing food and she's delivering it all over the neighborhood because Donna, she epitomizes to me what it is to love your neighbors. And she'll show, well, down there they did this and, and that family's struggling, so I'm going to take soup over there to them. And wow, I mean, I, I'm, I am humbled and I'm taught and I can remember when I've been sick or, or Jane and I had COVID and they're checking on us. Um, uh, this is a personal example, but there's so many of these stories yes. because the staff and volunteers at Shepherd are living in community with. I think one of the best um, books that I've read on it, it's, it's by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Mm -hmm. and, um, and now I can't think of the little <laughs> book, but it's a uh, Life Together, Life Together. Yes. And it, that's how God created us goes back to the we're all Legos, right? Right. Created yes. for connection. Yes. And, and and we need to be Legos. And I think that's what doing ministry with. So so a lot of neat aspects of what you just shared. I think one of those is that a, a, a bag of groceries, which is by definition perishable, led open the door to eternity. Um, that small act, and sometimes we don't we just see those as you know things we take for granted, but but that small act made an enormous difference. And and share a little bit of Mike's story because I think it's important for our, for our listeners to understand that many of our neighbors are far from God. Yeah, and I think Mike, uh, if he were still alive, would tell you uh, for years he got his hope from a bottle of vodka. And I remember the day he opened one up and said, "Let me show you," and he poured it out and he said, "That's where I used to get my hope." But not anymore. And and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for COVID because it was there on the front porch that Jane and I were able to develop a relationship with Mike and Diana that changed them for eternity. And uh, did we break the cycle of poverty? Spiritual poverty, absolutely. Yes. Did we change their income? No. Uh, they were both dying of cancer, and but the healthy food helped them live longer. Mike outlived what they had said. I remember the day on his porch where he said, Pastor Jay, can you help me? I think I need to stop taking the treatments. They make me sick and I feel worse. Is it wrong? And, and so we walked through that. That's a privilege to have those conversations. Oh, uh, you know, my heart's heavy. Uh, selfishly, I miss my friend. I can't text him anymore. I can't call him. Um, but as that pastor said to be at the foot of my mother's bed as she passed on into eternity, it is not goodbye, it is see you later. And so uh, as, as I was, Jane and I were there Saturday night at Mike's bed, there at his home, and, and um, I'm holding his hand, and, 
he was didn't his eyes weren't open um but i said you know i'll see you again mike and 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 told him my love for him it is a hope we have yes. and what a privilege because i developed a relationship by meeting a physical need and i am so thankful for the folks who make that possible who provide those things i think of so many of our staff who have the privilege to create relationships because of an after school program or or a school and they get to develop that relationship lots of lots of um privileges that we have but we we want to live in the messiness of life right yes we want to live on a saturday night bent over a hospital bed holding someone's hand um, because that's what you do when you live life together and so it's with and i am privileged that shepherd uses the programs to create the relationships and so over time by delivering food on Wednesday mornings, we got to know Mike and Diana, and then we're able to introduce them to the God of the universe who loved them and created them. And, and to go through ups and downs with them and folks who helped make things possible for him, uh, a friend who, who made a gift so that Mike could uh, be able to prepare. And he didn't want this to be a burden on anyone and he prepaid his funeral costs. You know, I just, um, there's friends who made that possible. Yes. And so I see Shepherd as this intersection where our neighbors and our friends and we all live life together and, and others are able to come in and join us, whether it's to help serve or whether it's to pray for or whether it's to donate something that helps further those relationships. Uh, this last year, Jane and I lost four friends who have passed on. Uh, three of them we got to know through the food, yes. and uh, another one, she had been part of the church here at Shepherd for the whole 27 and a half years that we'd been here, and she had lived in this neighborhood her whole life. And so what a privilege to know these folks, but there are so many more folks who we have to commit ourselves to in living life together. So Mike had a, a tattoo on his face that had a very as a plea really um talk about that tattoo and, and and lots of people could share that sentiment but they don't wear it on their faces yeah it said feel my pain over his right eye and um i think as mike said because uh, i would say mike you know i i can't feel your pain i lived a different life we're friends but it, it would be a little shallow of me to say yeah i feel your pain but I said, Jesus does feel your pain. And the night that, his, that Diana died there at Easter this year, and he calls me and he says, Jesus feels my pain tonight. And, and I was able to utter those words to him Saturday night. Jesus feels your pain. He, this, uh, the complications he had were very painful. And uh, they were, you know, I'm so thankful for doctors and nurses and those who live and work in hospice care. What a high calling that is and very difficult but to make sure he's comfortable but you know able to say to someone i couldn't say to him hey i feel what you're going through i don't i haven't and i probably won't feel the same thing he had but jesus did and and um and that promise that we're never alone yes and we're surrounded by people who are feeling pain of one kind or another that's right like I said they don't wear it on their faces so much uh unlike mike but but that's a, there's a hidden pain 
Uh, and, and Jesus knows their pain, but we're still called to be good neighbors. That's right. Uh, and to connect. And it's in those connections uh, that I don't say, you know, I get it. I No, I don't. But I know someone that does. Yes. And I'm going to love you for who you are. And I think that's the part uh, that, as I said to Mike one time, I said, Mike, if I ever saw you on the street, I'd be terrified of you. And he said, you should be. I'd be terrified of me. Uh, but, but God changed that life. Yes. And he changes all of us. Uh, and so for many of my neighbors, the rejection that they felt all their life, they begin to reflect that out. And uh, the job of shepherd is to live with them and to help them work through that and to listen and hear and, and continue to love them, even in the difficulties. But it's this privilege of journeying with. And it's a path that sometimes has ups and downs. Um, but ministry is with, not to. Yes. You had the honor of baptizing Mike, and, and you mentioned that going to his home on Saturday night, uh, last night of his, his life, you saw uh, the hope of that on, hanging on the wall. That's right. Uh, he was very proud of that. And uh, it's a privilege. You know, in my role as a pastor... Uh, in these 27 and a half years, uh, Jane and I have been put into situations that are difficult, but it's a privilege. Yes. And someone says, well, how do you deal with it? And I said, you never stop crying. Because uh, I think Jesus, I believe in the weeping God. Uh, he weeps with us. And, um, and yesterday or, or Sunday morning when we got the call, uh, I wept, and I believe God wept with me, yes. but we weep with hope. Yes, yes. Well, thank you, Jay. I, I, I'm going to ask you to close us with prayer for all those who are feeling pain today uh, and need the hope of Jesus. Yep. Father God, you're the God of love, and and I thank you for the lives of my friends who've impacted and changed my life and the life of Jane and and that we've been privileged to call our friends and some of them have transitioned on to eternity, and we thank you for the hope of those who die in Christ. But, Father, there are more, and give us new friends. Help us to journey with more and to find them who today are hurting. And, and, and Father, for those who are listening, may they live out a life of connection, of finding those who they need to live life with, to encourage by just listening to encourage by connecting with and to say, you matter to God, you matter to me, and I care for you. Thank you that, God, you say that to us. For God so loved the world, that you so loved me and for each of us. Thank you for that uh, message of hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jay. We're, we're so thankful for all of you who listened to this podcast in 2022. And those of you who are joining us on this journey in 2023. We're also thankful for the encouragement and support you've shown for Shepherd's work in breaking the cycle of poverty. Shepherd's donors, partners, and volunteers make a lasting difference in neighbors' lives every day. To learn more about how you can help, please visit shepherdcommunity.org. Thank you for listening. Thanks.